0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about pleural effusions. If you want to follow along with written notes on this topic, you can follow along at zerotofinalscom effusions or in the respiratory section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. A pleural effusion is a collection of fluid in the pleural cavity and this is a cavity between the lung and the chest wall. This can be either exudative, meaning there's a high protein count of above three grams per liter of protein, or transudative, meaning there's a relatively lower protein count of less than three grams per liter. Whether it's exudative or transudative helps you to determine what the cause of the pleural effusion is. Exudative causes are caused by inflammation, And the inflammation results in protein leaking out of the tissues into the pleural space, X meaning moving out of. Think of the causes of inflammation when you want to think of the causes of exudative pleural effusions. And this is things like lung cancer, pneumonia or lung infections, rheumatoid arthritis, and tuberculosis. Transudative causes relate to fluid moving across into the pleural space trans meaning moving across and you can think of the causes of fluid shifting which would be congestive cardiac failure, hypoalbuminemia or low albumin level in the blood, hypothyroidism or low thyroid level, Meg syndrome which is a triad of a right-sided pleural effusion, ovarian cancer and ascites. So what's the presentation of pleural effusions? Or well, because they're taking up space in the chest and making it more difficult for the lungs to fill with air, the patient will present with shortness of breath. There'll be dullness when you percuss over the area of the effusion because there's no air to cause a resonant sound to percussion. When you listen with your stethoscope, you'll find there's reduced breath sounds in this area because air's not getting in. And if you get a massive effusion, that fluid will push the mediastinum and the trachea across inside the chest. So when you feel over the trachea, you'll find tracheal deviation. What investigations can we do with a pleural effusion? Well, the main investigation is a chest x-ray, and this will show blunting of the costophrenic angle. So the angle down in the corner between the diaphragm and the chest wall will be blunted rather than sharp. You might find fluid in the lung fissures. Large effusions will have a meniscus where there's curving upwards where it meets the chest wall and mediastinum. If there's a massive effusion you might see tracheal and mediastinal deviation. The next investigation you would do if you find a pleural effusion is to take a sample of the pleural fluid by aspiration or by putting in a chest drain. And this is required to analyse it for things like protein count, the cell count, pH to check the acidity, glucose, LDH and microbiology testing to try and grow bugs to see if there's any infection in the effusion. So how do you manage a pleural effusion? If you've got a small pleural effusion then conservative management may be appropriate as it might just resolve with treatment of the underlying cause. So for example if you treat the chest infection the effusion might resolve on its own larger effusions often need aspiration or drainage so pleural aspiration is one option and this involves sticking a needle on the end of a big syringe through the chest wall into the effusion and aspirating the fluid and this can temporarily relieve the pressure that's caused by the effusion but once you relieve it the effusion may reoccur and repeated aspiration may be required particularly if there's an ongoing underlying cause like a lung cancer. Putting a chest drain in is a useful way to drain the effusion and prevent it from reoccurring because as more fluid enters the pleural space it immediately drains away in the chest drain. Finally we've got to talk about something called empyema and an empyema is where there's an infected pleural effusion. You can suspect an empyema in a patient who has for example an improving pneumonia but new or an ongoing fever despite good treatment and improving symptoms. Pleural aspiration of an empyema will show pus because there's infection in that pleural effusion. One key factor to remember for your exams is that when you aspirate a pleural effusion that's infected or an empyema, the pH will be low. So the fluid that you aspirate will become acidic and the pH is less than 7.2. There'll also be a low glucose because it's being used up by the bacteria and a high LDH. Empyema is treated using a chest drain to remove the pus and antibiotics. Thanks for listening to this episode on pleural effusions. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your colleagues and help them with their revision too. And if you'd like to help me out, I'd love it if you could leave a rating or review on iTunes or whichever podcast app you use. And I hope you tune in for the next episode, which will be on pneumothorax.